0: Hey everyone, welcome to industry headlines. He's Kevin Kaufman. I'm Fred Weaver, and we're back on the podcast and in the Next Level Agents Facebook group with, uh, well, what's happening in the real estate mortgage industry the last seven days, Kevin?
1: Yeah, so excited to jump in and talk about some of the uh, latest headlines, and uh, let's get going on that. So, first one we're going to talk about is Open Door, back in the news, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Uh, Listen, it's been a while since we said the word forbearance here on the show, so we're gonna talk about forbearances. We'll also talk about uh, refis and and uh, some of the backlash they're getting uh, for their recent announcement, as well as we're gonna talk about um, some I don't want to call them rumors, but I think just kind of the buzzwords around there around uh, folks fleeing urban areas, if you will, and going to more rural areas in this really um, crazy time of like work from home. So. Let's uh, let's jump into those at the top and start off with the iBuyers, Fred. Welcome back, Open Door.
0: Now uh, <laughs> open in all of its markets across the U.S. Um, several weeks, if not a month or so, behind Zillow, but they are caught up And uh, in an Open Door's defense. I, I think they made some pretty major cutbacks uh, when COVID showed up, so they probably have been trying to staff back up to handle sales. Um, now, Here's the deal, I'd be curious if anybody has some insight for us in your markets around the country where Opendoor, Zillow, and maybe Offerpad are buying, but what Kevin and I are seeing here in Phoenix is these guys, I mean, they're not even coming close to purchasing the number of homes in Phoenix here in the summer of 2020 as they were in the summer of 2019. And I think it's actually less than their purchases in the summer of 2018. Now, it's a hot market, so, uh, so that, that's, that's happening to them, right? Uh, and for them, but they're struggling to buy properties just like everybody else.
1: If I remember correctly, just this morning, Mike Delprete, uh, who is who's a guy who studies these eye buyers, watches them very closely. He's definitely one of the uh, one of the experts out there. He's a strategic advisor and global expert in real estate tech. Um, he Can puts I get out a lot of business card. What's um, that? Never <laughs> No, you no you can't. You don't have business cards. Um, and so he, Mike Delpre, puts out content on iBuyers and he was saying iBuyer market share has plummeted and it's going to be a slow, slow recovery ahead. I want to say, I want to say he uh, referenced like purchases being down like 90% uh, since, uh, since this pause in March. So crazy times.
0: Well, as I, um, I think I said on one of our team meetings or team Zooms we had a couple weeks ago, I said in the Phoenix market, you could list a turd of a house for sale and it would still have multiple offers on it, which makes it hard for, you know, these guys that don't and, and it's not like, oh, we're going to have to have your home on the market for weeks and weeks, right? Like if you're in the right price range, price the home appropriately, pretty much anything selling out there right now, which is kind of crazy. So I can see why they're struggling buying. Yes, their convenience factor is nice. But um, so it's pretty convenient to put your home on the market for one weekend, leave town and come back to multiple offers above asking price. That's pretty convenient, too. So
1: sure is. Um, All right. Let's move on. So let's talk about uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac uh, reporting forbearance rates dropping below five percent, which is the lowest rate. That they have uh, reported now since i want to say like mid-april so that's that's got to be good news that people are hopefully starting to get back on track and not needing the forbearance plans or maybe it means something else i don't know
0: i don't know i think i I had a little coffee with somebody this morning that kind of knows the industry a little outsider but you know like i think there's still people out there predicting right that there's going to be this wave of foreclosures or wave of people that can't afford their homes and I know some of the government money has has stalled or slowed down. Some of the states are stepping up and paying people that are still unemployed. Um, Obviously, they do that anyway. But what I mean is like some some additional help there. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. People are still equity rich. Interest rates are still ridiculously low. If we're talking about people losing their homes right now, um, the forbearance rates don't really show that that's the case. Um, and also like at the end of the day, like, where are you going to go live, Kevin, that's cheaper than your, probably your current mortgage. Like in many cases, homeowners have a lower monthly payment than what people would are renting, you know, similar homes for.
1: Yeah, I I agree. So, I mean, to me, there's just still so much left to fall into place before we know if we're going to have any sort of crisis, if you will or what this recovery, maybe the, maybe the right word is like, what will the recovery look like um, for the long run? Meaning, you know, the next, the next year or two years, I don't know. Do we see, I still don't know. Like I really, I don't, I don't trust anything. I'm almost at the point where I got to see it happen first. And then I might believe that it happened.
0: Might. That's 2020 for you, man. Who knows what to believe? Well, also speaking of like almost kind of hard to believe, or at least I was like, really, they did that. I didn't see that coming. Uh, Fannie and Freddie also in the news in the last week adding a refinance fee so if I'm getting this correct essentially Kevin like if I'm Fannie and Freddie I make my money not on servicing loans I make it on the actual money I loan I'm an investor right and so I also don't originate loans. So I'm not making any money on origination. I'm not making any money on servicing. And the money that I'm lending out is now at probably the cheapest rates I've ever lended out, you know, for in the history of Fannie and Freddie. So it seems like they're trying to, uh, they're trying to make some more money. I mean, is that a can I say that? Is that a fair way to say it? Like they're, they're trying to figure out how to, how to bring in an origination fee is almost what it is.
1: Yeah, it is. And, you know, here's something that caught my, caught my eye on Twitter last night. So Elizabeth Warren, the senator, she tweeted out yesterday, like, people are refinancing mortgages for some financial relief during this crisis. And now Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac want to slap a giant fee on top. Homeowners need support to weather this recession. It makes no sense to add another burden on struggling families. And, I, dude, it was just, that's just so misrepresented.
0: I want to be quoted in the media. I want Kevin Kaufman to talk about me. What a terrible quote, Elizabeth Warren.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Elizabeth Warren wants me to talk about her or even gives a rip uh, who I am. But seriously, so like there is this analyst uh, who who I follow. And she mentioned like, hold on a second, friendly reminder, this giant fee is like 50 bips uh, at insurance with mortgage rates at record lows. And it's a very, I mean, it's a small, small fee. On individualize individuals are capitalizing on the low interest rate environment, uh, and it's going to help Fannie Mae, Freddie, Freddie Mac carry out the affordable housing mandates without having to put anybody at risk, without having to put their company at risk. Which we've talked about this many times on the show. We won't go into that further, but um, they're still they're still considered GSEs, right? They're government sponsored entities, and so yeah, it's to make money. But that's what companies do. That's what businesses do. And it's truth like. We're talking about a small fee. I I definitely, I have to agree. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't want to pay the fee. Nobody does. But when we look at it, like, I think people are taking this headline mentality on this and going, making it to be this big deal. And it's like we're talking about a couple hundred bucks. When I know people saving three, four, five, six hundred bucks a month on their mortgage because they're able to refinance so low. So I I really don't. I don't understand why they're people are considering such a big deal
0: hundred bucks unless you're refinancing a home in like missouri but if you're like most of the rest of the country i think it's probably like a thousand to three thousand bucks on your average home price but here, here's the question it's probably dangerous to do on industry headlines kevin ask a question that i don't know if you know the answer to but how is this particular fee right here how's it going to be administered because it's not really fannie and freddie charging the borrower the borrower doesn't interact with fannie and freddie the borrower originates a loan with a mortgage broker or lender who then sells it to fannie and freddie so is it safe to assume that this half a percent uh, or 50 bips or whatever fee is actually being charged to the company that's selling the loan, who then therefore is probably going to pass along that fee to the consumer.
1: That, that would be my guess it is like it's mandated like, Hey, we're only buying these now with this other, this other fee on here.
0: Okay. That's my assumption too. I mean, it may cause, you may see a rise in people refining with other banks or I like these, but not Kevin Kaufman. Sorry. I guess I should change that sometime but I, I don't really care. I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't know, he's Kevin. For
1: Kaufman. those of you listening and not watching, I have to I don't to, have a business.
0: You st- I think I care what the name is? On he
1: stays the- signed into my Zoom account. So it pops up as Kevin Kaufman on his picture. So, anyway, that's it.
0: Uh, first of all, I've heard this trend from Fannie and Freddie might be reversed. Secondly, I'm interested to watch um, how lenders pass the fee along. And third, I'm interested to see if this causes. Um, people to sell their loans to other companies or even go in-house at some banks who potentially may offer a better you know, fee structure. So we'll see how that all plays out. Speaking of how, how this plays out, there's all these articles I keep reading. I'm gonna call it conjecture. That's a big word for me. I think that's the right word, Kevin. But there's, there's a lot of conversation, that's an easier word for me, about people fleeing urban areas such as San Francisco or New York and going to more rural areas. So the question is, are people fleeing all urban areas for more rural areas? Is this an isolated case of people leaving the Bay Area and people leaving New York City? Do you have any thoughts on this? I I read lots of articles in the last week, but I'm afraid to share what they said because I don't know if it's factual.
1: Yeah. So I keep seeing, you know, I keep seeing the same headlines that are like, yeah, people are going to flee the urban areas for the more rural areas, if you will. Um, And... The reality is, is like so far there 's really no stats to support that, right um, what, The one thing we have seen, which i 'm looking to actually get some hard numbers on is the San Francisco the city of San Francisco, so not the Bay Area, but the city of San Francisco appears to have more uh, more inventory than normal, right which, which is odd considering. Dang near everyone else, everywhere else there's a lot less inventory, right? There's a lot of demand, not very much supply almost everywhere. In fact, one of the stories I almost included had to do with the amount of uh new building starts that we've seen in the last quarter uh for, for home building because it's it's at a it's at a high, right? We're we're starting to see some really big numbers there, which you know, home builders are trying to keep up with the demand. So All that to say, I I don't know. For me right now, it's talk. Like we've gotten some referrals from from recently to our team here in Phoenix from other metro areas. But I mean, we're a very large metro area too. So I'm not so sure that this is true. I think it's more of like a hypothesis of what could happen with this work from home environment. But I'm not real sure it's actually happening in the the big numbers that I'm seeing uh, from some of this conjecture. You like how I used your for word. For a
0: moment there, I wanted to relate it to um, some statistics, and I'm not even <laughs> going to say what. But I, I feel like there's opinions, um, but until some of these opinions are backed with lots of facts and data, uh, it's going to be tough to make some of these cases, including people fleeing to more urban areas. So time will tell. Uh, but some of this data we may not have for a while. So anyway, I think that's a wrap, Kevin. I mean. I think I'm going to charge you 50 extra basis points every single time you text me or call me. Because apparently that's the cool thing to do right now.
1: I gotta, I gotta go. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Have a great one.
0: Kevin Coffin, not Kevin Coffin. We'll see you next week.